If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yeah, let's get into it. The punters panel for the 6th of January. And, of course, our first punters panel of 2023. Let's see if we can start it on a winning note. Our panel today, Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey, Chris Roots and Jed Hatton from RaceNet. And as I say, good morning again to Luke. How have you found this uh, Rose Hill meeting, mate? Yeah, enjoyable uh, doing the form, Dave. G'day to you and hello everyone listening. I think uh, it's a, a tough enough card, but uh, there's a few horses there I'm, I'm interested in, but always good looking at the Saturday Sydney Metropolitan meeting. And uh, say good morning to Jet Hatton. Jet, uh, how are you, mate? Um, how have you found this Rose Hill meeting? I'm great, Dave. I thought it was a bit tricky with a bit of rain around in, in Sydney. It's, I've just been playing on pretty nice tracks lately, but I thought there were some nice horses there there on, on Saturday that they could be playing a part in the carnival, so I'm keen to get, get stuck into it. Chris Roots from the Sydney Morning Herald. Chris, uh, your thoughts on the meeting? Yeah, it looks, looks, looks a little bit of a challenge with the rain around, but from what I'm told about Rose Hill, the trainers were, who trained there were talking how, how good the grass cover is and it's a perfect track, so we'll look forward to having a, um, having a bet tomorrow and hopefully finding a winner and seeing a couple of nice horses. All right, and uh, also joining us, Glenn Munsey. Glenn, welcome back for 2023, mate. And uh, we've got a good meeting at Rose Hill, and there's been some activity already. Oh, thanks, Dave. Uh, what, you didn't think I'd make it, uh, 2023? But uh, I'm here, and uh, good morning to you, good morning to Luke, good what? morning to Chris, good morning to Jeff. I wasn't saying you were brown bread. I was just saying how good to have you back and ready to go, and let's see you all week, in. Dave. I know you've been week. here all week. Yeah, but I'm just setting week. the tone. A few of our people, you know, people might listen on the podcast or they might, um, might, might be like me and hardly work, so they just, you know, want to listen at their own time. We'll give you something to do after midday. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, how are you, though, mate? You, actually, you sound a bit... Uh, are, you, are you all right? You're not agitated or anything? No, Dave. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking out the window here, looking at the, the rain belting down here in the, oh. uh, the Munsey compound. So, And I'd say it's heading its way to Rose Hill Gardens where they've had an additional 0.4 of a mil of rain since uh, they raided the track this morning. So I think we're boys, girls and others, so we don't offend anyone. Um, I think we're going to be looking at uh, affected ground there for sure tomorrow. Munns is up and about here, boys. He's up and about, Marlo. I like it already. Yes, indeed, Dave. I love it when Munns is fired up. He is. Um, Now, let's get into straight away. Uh, Race 7, boys. That's where we're going to start now, form guide. So we're going to go to the January Cup, which is listed uh, level. 6.50, uh, see the field. We'll get a market update with Glenn shortly. But what wins it? Uh, what wins the January Cup, Lou? Dave, I, I thought it was an intriguing race in the sense that you've got seven horses coming out of the Summer Cup. So I, I wasn't really 100% sure what to do with that form line. Obviously, Berdebeck ran in. Uh, there was a fair bit of interference in that particular race. So... I thought the horse that could definitely improve out of it is Global Osbred. He was completely cast from the draw, three and four wide. He's now got barrier two and 53, and I thought he could definitely improve. But in saying that, I, I just was confused about how to line them up, so I decided to look at an alternative form line. And I've come up with Elias here with the blinkers on gate one. Hopefully the fence is okay. Um, true rail rows, hill, bit of moisture around. Sometimes they can shift off the rail, but... We'll wait and see. Um, we're talking about it before the meeting's begun, so we can't preempt any bias. We've just got to go with um, our normal analysis, I think. He's had a nice tick-over trial, five weeks. Um, he's a horse that can run well fresh. 
and I think he sets up well for this race. So I went with number five, Elias, in the feature. We'll go to Jet yeah, next. I, I thought Spirit Ridge was, was pretty good in the um in the Summer Cup. He's having his first run pre- preparation, sorry, for Annabelle. And he returned first up in the Ingham. And I didn't think he was too bad, even though he finished 19th of 20 that day. It was only five lengths off the winner and improved out of sight second up in the Summer Cup. And I think he should do again third up out of 2,000. We're sticking at 2,000 here, sorry. And hopefully he can get back to that form that we saw when in his previous preparations when he ran fourth in a tanker to Sir Dragono. Another one in the race, I thought Grand Slam, he, he let him up that day. And fun fact, just never let him let him alone in the Summer Cup. And he just knocked up the 300 and, and was never in it. So from a good gate here, if he gets a bit of a bit of pace up front, he can probably just, just run well at, at a price. Chris? Starting the year agreed with Luke Marlowe. Jeez, this is going to be a long, long year, isn't it? Um, I just think Elias is the, the horse they... They've given it a bit of freshen up and um, put the blinkers on. I just think it's a beautiful spot here, and it's only clipping and riding as well as anyone. And I just think it's the one. It's the one to beat. The summer cup form is so so messy, messy because because of all the interference. And, you know, Birdebeck was great. And it sprinted quickly and then sort of topped on its run and ducked in once it got up past them and really ruined ruined the chances of all the horses on the inside that were racing in restricted room before he got there. So. Um, I I would I have Elias on top, and I just think think it's it's probably one of the better bets of the day. I, I'm a little bit worried about if the track's soft soft with it, but I, I'll be having something on it, particularly with the blinkers on, as my learned colleague Tom said before. Well, I'll join in the um, mutual admiration society here. There's a lot of love in the room this morning. Must have all sung round the campfire last night with the banjo and sung Kumbaya. Uh, Ryder, let's have a look at the market here. Six dollars fifty the field in uh, the January Cup here, with seven runners between six dollars fifty and eight dollars fifty. Birdebeck's your favourite at six dollars and fifty cents over. Uh, Elias, who's a $7 chance. Best price given about it is an $8 chance. Military Mission uh, is uh, a $7 chance. Best price given there, 11 Bonnie Esbra, Global Osbred, Mission Phoenix, all at seven fifty. Spirit Ridge at eight fifty. And not too far away, She's the Gift at 11 Chalkstream for His Majesty. He'll be tuning in this morning, always does. Uh, at $13. Grand Slam at 16 and criminal codes at 26 triple figures, the other two. Yeah, the, the concern is here with six of the runners coming out of the Summer Cup, a very, very messy race with Birdebeck knocking them down from the outside and uh, and then the, the horse coming off the inside there to give them another uh, tighten up as well, Skylab. Um, I'm prepared to give Global Osbred another chance for, for two reasons here mainly. Uh, he was working the whole race in that race the other day. Uh, and covering ground in a solidly run race. And, you know, you, you can't keep doing it. And uh, if you have a look at the horses that figured in the finish, you know, they were either right back, with it, which was Birdebeck, or, or tracking up along the fence, uh, which was Skylab. Uh, Diamond was down the outside. I believe it was the widest runner in the finish up there. Uh, he meets most of the runners that run in the, the Summer Cup a couple of kilos better. 
Um, he meets military mission at the same weight terms there. Uh, his last time he, uh, he went to Rose Hill, um, he spotted Mission Phoenix four and a half kilos that day, and that was he just found the 61 too, too much for him. I just like the way that he's better drawn here. There'll be good speed on again. Uh, whether Grand Slam goes as berserk as it did the other day, uh, you'll have to see. Um, when is the day that mission, mission, military mission is going to go forward again? Um, Spirit Ridge, very, very good run in the Summer Cup, but it never had to get off the fence, albeit it, it chased a hot speed. It never had to do any work to be there. Uh, interesting to see how it backs up. Berta Beckwell, he puts one run, one good run in and four bad ones, and he goes up three kilos for the run. Not the greatest betting race of the day, but uh, I'm happy to be with Global Osbridge. All right, perfect. Uh, let's go to race number four on the card here. There's a text about um, Byron. Hi, guys. How do you think Byron will go? And I might get used to give a comment as well on the race overview. And, and Dalalat too, who Shana Cass mentioned, uh, finally, um, well, hopefully can get some luck tomorrow. Well, he's flying, Dalalat. He really is. Uh, he just can't draw a barrier. So, look, I think he's got a chance, but he's got to go back again from the draw. On Byron, Jay Ford's rode him his last three starts. He's run well in all of them. Um, I think the going for the claim is, is probably the right move now, particularly because he's got to go up in distance. He has one up to a mile, though, so I've got no problem with the 1,400 metres. He's been drawing out, coming across, racing handy and, and being quite tough. He's uh, an honest horse, and in this midway, I think he fits in pretty well. Dave made the point about Dalalad. He's, he's going great. Uh, he just needs luck. Uh, the horse I've come up with is Exalatus here. I don't mind him back in distance, guys. He runs a mile, but I, I don't think he's the strongest miler uh, at this stage of his career. He does get the trip, but um, last start he was wide, no cover, and weak, uh, weakened late. He was entitled to, considering the run he had. I think the map looks pretty good here. The fact he's drawn inside Byron, Nash can just tag it across and look for a position. I think he could tuck in behind the leading group or keep pressing forward and be right there. So... Um, he's a horse that back to midway grade I'm very interested in him he's coming out of a, a benchmark 78 and uh, Nash is riding enormous at the moment so I think he fits in well uh, Nash is punching at 17% his last 100 rides so he'll do me Exilatus in the midway horse number 2 It's hard not to like a horse like Byron he, just the way he puts himself into the race and always seems to give his all so I, I, I'm going to have him on top in this just even though he goes up in weight, slightly offset by Dylan jumping on. And from barrier nine, he'll, he'll probably just try and cross him there and either hit second or, or maybe even maybe even lead if he if he can get get across. And there's a lot of difference between him and a horse like Darlard who's going to be back in the field and, and needing luck. And he probably does have a bit more talent than some of these horses, but when you're always getting back, you're always going to need luck. And that's probably why he hasn't won as many races as he should have. So... That's why I've got the discrepancy between those two. Another horse that can probably run well is Divine Rest. She always she always goes well. and She was good behind Byron two back when she was just along the rails. And you can see she didn't... She had a lot of clear run that day and, and couldn't really get, get in, in the horse. She gets a weight swing on him and just a bit tricky Barry in Barry 11 here. So that's how I see the race. Yeah. Um, Byron's... You know what you're going to get, don't you? It's going to jump... Dylan will have to go straight to the front, find, well, find the front or outside the leader, and from there you've got to they've got to run him, got to got to run him down. So um, he's always going to be in in the numbers. But I'm with Bar Baron off here. I, I just think he's um, he he cost himself at the start last time. He usually posses up 
fairly much on the speed. He was back a, back a pair or so too far and presented the right time, but just had nothing left to give after trying to trying to get into the race. So I think he can get into the right spot here. And um, out of the John Thompson pair, I think I think they might even fight out the race with their exit Montes um, there as well. So I've got I've got Barr enough on top. I think Josh Parr from bait four just gets the perfect run. Uh, righto, market here as Exilatus, the favourite. It's been, uh, went up 360, was $4 earlier this morning, it's out to 420 now. Byron, who went up $6, was 550 earlier this morning, is now 5. Baranov went up 480, was 550 earlier today, now 6. Divine Breath, uh, was 850 originally, is now a $6.50 chance. Dala Lat, Went up eight fifty. Was eight dollars earlier today. Now seven fifty. Interesting runner and love the invasion. Resuming went up twelve. Is now ten. Bluff and bluster went up twelve. Was eleven this morning. Now ten. And it's twenty one dollars and longer. The rest. Keep putting it down, Huey, and keep betting here, boys. This is it for the day. Bluff and bluster. This is it. $10. Very, very juicy odds. The more rain, the better. Uh, four career wins. Three on the soft, one on the heavy. Uh, Twelve career placings. Two of those on the soft, three on the heavy. Coming off three very, very solid runs back from a spell uh, in, at Hewan at Canterbury and then Democracy Manifest Race and Kanazawa Race at Ranwick. This is its race. I like it. There haven't been that animated, Glenn, since uh, one of these roughies got home recently. So what? Buff and Bluster, $10. What price did it open? Uh, 12 12 okay. There haven't so been that animated since South Lead 12 mil in the, in the Premier final. I reckon. Uh, Glenn, it's okay. So people out there listening, right, if obviously they jump on the $10 and the boys and girls start to trim it up, at what point, though, do you go, mm, not keen, or do you just keep putting it on? Don't worry about the prices. Uh, I think he's a single-figure chance, Dave, and probably his ride odds are probably about $7 in this race here. Byron, I'd love to get the story from Lee Curtis, and Lee's had him since day one. Um, his first preparation, he went 1,300, 1,460, 1,400, 1,600. Uh, that was all the way back in May of 2021, and he hasn't stretched past 1,400 since then. Uh, or isn't, um, he, He's only been... To fourteen hundred once since then, um, you know he had he, he had to sit up outside Gundy Bridge the other day. But I'm always worried that you know trainers that have had horses since day one, why is it uh, you know basically eighteen months since you've tried a horse at a little bit of distance again? Exilatus, well, um, I agree with Luke. I I, I don't think he, he runs the mile. Uh, Dalalat, the more rain he's got, the less chance he's got. Uh, and I think he's a flint-hard track horse to start with. So uh, he's in the market. Divine Breath is honest, um, but it, it's a $6.50 chance. Love the Invasions first up. I know Brad Gray likes it. Baranov, well, you know, Baranov's Baranov. Uh, so, you know, it's not a strong race. And I, I just think his two runs, his last two runs, Bluff and Bluster, to be beaten three lengths by Democracy Manifest and half a length in the Kanazawa race, which I think were deeper races than this. I just think he's well over the odds. I like it. All right. Uh, let's get to race six on the card, boys. At Rose Hill tomorrow, the punters panel, Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey, Chris Roots and Jed Hatton. Uh, it's the Furphy 1400. And there's a text here about Cuban Royale looking for three in a row, Luke. He's a beauty. He really is. He's on the quick backup. He was excellent winning last week. Um, I interviewed Luke Price on Monday and he said he just did so well. Came home, he, he licked the bin out. He just decided to throw the nom in and... 
I would assume he runs. Um, his closing figures were good. I thought the track was a little bit on pace. But then there he was, coming from last uh, and blowing them out. So he was good. I thought this race was very perplexing, though, guys. Uh, I'm struggling to find an angle. Uh, Raging Bull I went looking for, but he's got two wins at 18 and 2,000. I think the 1,400 might be a bit short. I landed on Bull Mac, um, partly because his two wins, or his most recent wins have been early in his preparation. He won first up last time in, and he was quite good. If the fence is okay, I think fresh here, with 55 on his back off two just quiet tick-over trials, he can do something, and he won't mind the sting out of the ground at all, Jet. But I, I was puzzled here. I, I found it one of the harder races of the day. Yeah, I found it pretty tricky. Kid Muriel probably broke my heart last week when he rattled home from last to beat So am I, who I obviously have a love affair with, that horse, so... That, that was fun, but I, I wanted to be with Nikki's fling here at a, at a bit of odds. I thought her runs back had been pretty good. She rattled home first up behind Barossa Rosa, and that horse went on to win the nudgy up in Queensland, and her in a way won at Gosford. Didn't think she was suited second up when she was up in weight. Had to go back from the wide barrier. And still hit the line okay behind a pretty decent horse in Sunshine in Paris, and now she gets up to 1,452 kilos. I think she'll just go back and, and rattle home with, with the light weight. Another horse in the race for Nelly. You can't knock him. He's always going to put himself on the speed and won a pretty decent race at his last start and has had a tick over trial since and Raging Bull, another that looks over the odds. I think, uh, I'm a jet here. I think Nikki flings outstanding value with 52 on her back. She's, she's the sort of horse, she, she drops from 58 last start, back, in, back into her goes up in grade, but She's just a horse that's going to get back if they go along in front, and if there's going to be, you're going to have to be very careful if there's a, if you can get home from the back in the field. She's going to be flying home, and Gary Portelli, he's just got this horse going really well, and she actually really likes Rose Hill. She's although she hasn't won there, she's run four places out of seven starts. She'll be she'll be back, so um, you'll need need you'll need your share of luck, but at the price you. You can uh, you can bet you can bet for luck. Yeah, well, market here uh, we've got uh, quite a few scratchings already here. Um, we've got Vranelli as the favourite, a three dollar ten chance now. Uh, now, just looking this morning, I already had constant fly out. Oh, rantings come out. Um, so this is uh, a couple of minor changes here, but it's now 3.10 with 3.40 early this morning at Vranelli. Bold Mac on the second line of betting is a $5 chance. Cuban Royale, no $19 this week for its fans. Uh, good on your son. Uh, at $5.50. Then you've got Easy Far at nine fifty. What about this move for Silent Agenda? We did form line last night. It was $23.00. It opened $11 this morning, is now a $9.50 chance and is the most popular runner in the race. Uh, coming off a run on Sunday at Canterbury, over 1,200 and straight into uh, 1,400, uh, you know, four or five days later. Uh, then we go Raging Bull resuming at 10. Nikki's Fling and Shaquiro 11 each of two and Knight of Power at 18. Well, this is a race, realistically, anything could win. I, I can't be potting you, uh, Nikki's Fling. The significant part of Nikki's Fling here, 1,400, I think, is an absolute outer limit. 
But with 52 kilos, that's a vastly different exercise. Because in the fillies and mares races, she's uh, she's at the top of the weights in the, the fillies and mares, 58, 57 all the time. So she's not hopeless here. Bold Mac, I think, uh, two trials this time in, and you look at the trials and you go, oh, geez, I don't know about those two trials. Both on the synthetic, and he's a horse that goes better with the edge off the track. So that's one thing you've got to allow for these synthetic track trials. Silent Agenda would have to improve enormously, and... Um, whether you'd think if it was push the button day Saturday, Joey might have put the blinkers back on it, which it has one with blinkers on it before. But Cuban Royale, I think, is better fresh, and I think 1400s is out of limit as well. And, you know, it, it, Raging Bull first up uh, didn't really trial sensationally, but I think he's a massive, massive query in this race here. Oh, I think it's well up in the air, but I can't disagree with a lot that the boys said, mainly around uh, Nicky's fling, Bold Mac, and I- I'm happy to play against Silent Agenda and Cuban Royale at the moment. The one thing that interests me, Mungs, about uh, Nicky's fling is Tyler Schiller wrote it for its last five starts, and he's on Silent Agenda. Now, you know, was it was the it would be interesting to know when the booking was done whether but this looks like it's been a target race for Nicky's fling so maybe Tyler's elected to ride Silent Agenda and knows a bit about what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, could possibly be. Um, good luck to the uh, the Gold Edge Syndication team there with Nicky's fling. I've had a love affair with Nicky's fling for quite a while now because uh, uh, the big boss there of Gold Edge uh, Purse uh, is uh, an old uni mate of mine. It go back a long way. That's a long, long while ago, nineteen eighty. Just quickly, boys, two DS. Um, yep. Vernelli barely mentioned, currently favourite in the race. He's five weeks in a trial, but they go up in distance. Um, I found that interesting. I wasn't sure whether to read into it, whether he'd had a setback or if this was a bit of a plan. They're holding him back for something. I wasn't sure. I don't know if the boys had any any view on that. I just think he's... I think they've just been waiting. I think he missed a run there, there and they trialled him instead of a run. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, not sure... Whether it's a setback, but just fourteen hundred, I think he's going to have to get it all his own way to run the four. Though you know, you go back through his form; he's only been to the trip trip once and got beaten. So it's 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 an interesting interesting makeup. He has got so are my fans for him, so I'm interested in digesting the time. Okay, all right. Let's go to uh, we're on the punters panel, by the way. Let's go to race ten, guys. Equal favourites here, Colino and Pizarro, but the Texas are about Super Pursuit here, uh, Lukey, at six dollars. Yeah, he's got a good chance. He's going well. Um, my issue is he, is the map. I think he's he's going to get a long way back again um, because the horses that are drawn underneath him, um, D- Dynamic Impact, Noble Soldier, Pizarro, I think they've got similar early speed. So unless Park can weave a bit of magic here, I think he's going to be nearer to last than first. But there's good pressure. Titanium Power, he's a hot shot, constant flight. Munitions, I think they'll create the speed for him. He can definitely win the race. Um, I've got him second pick, but I ended up rather keen on one here, guys. Number seven, Kalino. I think he returned a far better horse this preparation. That was a dominant win uh, first up. I know he had J-Mac, but, gee, he sprinted well. My only drawback is, is he he that bomb fresh horse? Um, Because his form has tapered off second up in the past, but I'm just thinking... Uh, that he might have really improved as a four-year-old now, and he, he can go on with it in these benchmark-type races and maybe develop into a listed-class horse. Uh, I think the map looks pretty good for him here. He can just park him behind that good speed up front and, and get a nice trail. 
He's got Nash on. He ran the second best last 200 of the meeting last start in pulling away from that field. And he was eased down late. He drops two kilograms. He'll do me in the last race, to, set race 10, number seven, Kalino Jet. I've been with Super Suit at his two runs back since since his New Zealand campaign. I just thought he had no luck first up behind I and me. He just never never really got tested at all. And then second up, turned into race best last 600, but behind I and me and Dijon Unicorn. And there's obviously pretty good form out of that race with I and me running the track record at Canterbury and Dijon Unicorn winning last week. And back back in New Zealand, he beat a horse called Rockin' Horse, if, if you've ever heard of that, and should be at his peak third up, sticking at 1,200 and... I agree with Marlow. I think Kalino does look like he's come back a much better horse and should have improved in second up. But, you know, if he does taper off second up, I'm not too sure what to, what to do with him. But got the dream run that day. J-Mac did take him in the perfect spot, three wide with cover. And does lose J-Mac against Nash on here and, and will need a little bit of luck from Barry Nine. Yeah, Jones just counted to 100 before he pushed the button on it last night. It was going to win a long way out, Kalino. Um, let go with a big sprint and won easily. But... Um, We might have lost Chris there. Might great have lost result. Chris. So we'll go to... Um, great result. result off the table at the coffee shop. <laughs> well, no, I no, I think he's in the car. It sounds like he's in the car. I can hear the pitter-patter of the ray on the roof. Um, he's gone. Glenn, we'll get you to uh, pick up Glenn, and then we'll get uh, Chris back. Righto, market on the last here. Uh, Colino is equal favourite with Pizarro here at $3.50. They actually both went up $3.20 equal favourites, so they're adrift in the market, and that is due to the fact that Super Pursuit it went up $12. I don't know how, uh, but is now a $6 chance and the only runner under $13. So those uh, three runners totally dominating the last year. Titanium Power off the Cardiac Arrhythmia and then a trial at 13 Van Giz, uh, who's in foal at 15. Niffler resuming at 16. Dynamic Impact, and he's a hot shot. The stable mates there at 17 a pair. And Snipping Fox is a $21 chance. I've got to be with Super Pursuit because the IME form's just got to be too good, hasn't it? Um, you know, very, very fast run race at Rose Hill on a, you know, up and in day, 1100. He never really got into the race there, but wanted to find the line. They broke the track record at uh, Ramwick, basically, uh, for a benchmark 88. Uh, was backing uh, there from the wide alley. Still found the line was only beaten just under four lengths there. This is a much, much easier benchmark 88 than it's been in. The edge off the track, I think, is significant. Uh, three wins of its four, five wins in its life uh, have been on soft going in New Zealand. Three wins at uh, the 1,200. Third run in, Josh Parr, uh, good speed. Uh, I think it's very good odds. Kalino worries me that he's gone. He's only had two preparations, uh, and they've been, well, he, most of his career has been an interrupted preparation in a way, but uh, he, exactly, he was... Exactly, I reckon uh, he's got him right now. But he might be just a mad fresh horse, Luke. One trial, oh, which is unusual for Chris a lot of times, one trial, mad fresh, goes into that 1,200. But staying at 1,200, your second run. Yeah. You know, I'm very concerned about the fact it's staying at 1,200 at second run. I don't mind that. Um, I'm happy with the same trip, but your point is the, the only drawback for mine. Can he reproduce? Is he just a mad freshie or not? He was off 84 days there first up. The fact Chris has only given him 14 between runs, suggests to me that they're not thinking that. Um, the fact he races again within two weeks, staying at 1,200 metres, I'm not sure. I'm just sort of treating him as a, a different horse, this preparation, and I think he can go on with it, but he's got a great chance, super. Uh, third up, off a long break, flying, 
um, he can definitely win. But Munn surely he's closer to last. Uh, he just he just doesn't seem to be able to take any any sort of position, does he? No, no, no. So you're talking about super pursuit. No, he, he just doesn't yeah. seem to be able to take any position. But, you know, with titanium power, constant flight, much, much better. You know, um, he's a hot shot, won't be that far away. Even a horse like Munitions, you know, they're, they're not going to, it's not going to be a walk and trot and canter 1,200 metres. And, and who's to know by the last race uh, where the best ground's going to be? Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, boys, let's go straight from the last race to the first race, the Tab Highway, because. I know it's $7 the field, but there's a text here. Hey, guys, um, I'm very keen to hear your thoughts on Overextend, which is horse number 20, and also Iconic Dame, who goes around horse 12. So a bit of a comment on the highway, Luke. Yeah, look, it's um, it's hard as always, Dave. He, he's got a run now, Overextend, uh, with a few scratchings. Invitational ran yesterday, so won't line up. And the four runners in today at Orange, so... It won't line up. Um, I'll get, just give you the horse I'm, I'm tipping firstly, and it's number 21 here, Our Boy Ollie. Since they've put the blinkers on this horse, um, it hasn't been beaten. It's bolted in twice, gets stolen on. Um, it's put a margin on them. So I just think uh, this horse has really taken improvement since those shades went on. He puts himself on speed around Rose Hill. Um, he's one on two hard tracks, but he's placed on a heavy nine first up, so I don't think that's an issue. 1,200's perfect, so I'll go with him. What were the two horses you asked about, Dave? Uh, so Iconic Dame and Overextend are the two techs here, but just a, a general overview on the races too. Yeah, okay. I didn't have a great uh, feel for for the race overall, but I will say that Iconic Dame um, can certainly improve. It was off a little bit of a break there uh, first up, and look, he's a, a good trainer, Jamie Stewart. Uh, did pull up with lacerations out of that race at Ramwick too when it was resuming, so I suspect can improve, but Jed, a million hopes as always. Yeah, Iconic Dame's got the wet track form, so so that's surely going to help her, and, and she was a bit of a forgive run first up when she, I think she had a laceration or something that day, and and um, overextend, it was pretty good last start. I, I thought he was going to win the race, but he they just fought back and, and got him beat. Oh, I'm I'm with Milo. I thought our boy Ollie, he's just come back super this prep. He just run him ragged his, his last two, and his only losses when he come back from about third last, and he's, he's rattled home to, to run second. And that was on a heavy nine that day. It was going so so that shouldn't that shouldn't worry him. Another one in the race was pretty warm, and I thought she had two good runs back from the spell and. Getting out to 1,200 third up should suit, but I, overall I thought it was a pretty tough race to assess, but I'll be with our boy Ollie and each way price. Back, boys. Just a little phone call there from um, contact of mine. Um, proverbial. Any, any mail, Chris? Oh, any mail? No, it's, it's work, Dave. You, you might have heard, that, heard of the four-letter word. No, I've never um, heard of it. What do you, you, uh, what, 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 what do you call this then? I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, um, I like proverbial here. Um, I've... I, I seem to. I find that the in the highway, if you run well in highways before, you can, you can back it up again. And this horse was beaten the highway last start. Comes back. Dylan takes two two kilos off for uh, two kilos off. And I just think think in a wide open race, it's where I want to be. I think our boy Ollie, as the boys have said, is flying. Just got to bring the the um, form to town. And you'd, I'd rather see that before before taking a price about it. Righto. Well, here's a shock for you. It's $7 the field in the highway. Uh, Proverbial's actually favourite 
now for the highway, which I think is quite uh, strange considering it's a 1,200-metre highway. Uh, it's favourite over Demi Tass, whether it runs. No jockey at the moment at $8. You've got Iconic Dame at eight fifty. Invitational still there, but it won't be in the field at nine fifty. Overextends at nine fifty, And then you've got a guinea, our boy Ollie, at 12 a pair. He keeps trimming up our boy Ollie. He was 14 earlier today. Pretty Woman, 13. DeFore Runner, who's in today at 14. Uh, then you've got uh, Poker Jack, the winner of two highways, at $16 with ticket to anywhere, $21 and longer. The rest, well, yeah, there will be a few scratchings before we know what the the makeup of uh, the final field is tomorrow. But I'm more than happy to be with Overextend here. Two for two, second up, a good run first up uh, at Coona Barabin. Dropped significantly in weight. It has been competitive in highways before and more importantly competitive in highways on rain affected tracks and at the moment 1.2 mils of rain at Rose Hill since nine o'clock so that makes it 1.5 mils of rain since the track was rated as a soft six this morning. All right we do have a putters panel multi coming up shortly I think the boys are going to open it around what to 10 a.m so uh, be checking that in a couple of minutes time before we do that. Let's look at race two. Green Shadows. A text here on the text line is Green Shadows a moral? Um, is it a moral in race two, Luke? I wouldn't go that far, but I've got him on top. Um, be very hard to beat. Well set up here. Green Shadow in race two. He uh, is number five. Josh Parr takes over. He was in between horses and just over-raced a touch fresh last start. He was off 31 days in a trial. Um, the, the gap eventually came and, and he... He was good through the line. I thought if he could have got out earlier, he, he would have kept coming. I don't think there's a lot of depth here, guys, to be honest. Uh, I think it's a, a very winnable race. Saman is a dual acceptor. Um, I haven't checked if it's out tonight at Canterbury. but Yeah, Munz will uh, have a look at that for me. Um, she's the leader. If she does run, Resonator going for Danish Prince. I think he just sit, sits just behind them here, guys. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be three tonight. back. It's out, is it? So it'll yeah, run. It's out tonight. Thanks, Munns. So Samana will run. She'll take it up. Um, Danish Prince might take the sit behind her, which would sort of give Green Shadows the one out, one back, I reckon. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll be very hard to beat. I couldn't go as far to say he's immoral, but this looks his race. Um, I'm happy to side with him, Jet. I thought he'll be in the finish, but I just couldn't take it. $2.80 for him. Hard to knock, though. He's pretty good races behind Kovalika, who's a promising stayer, and, and Kanazawa, but... Thought he had his chance behind Kanazawa last start, but he was he was okay when clear. I'm with Samani here from the Mar Eustace Yard. I thought she was pretty good on the on New Year's Day, and she's on the back up here, and she'll have upside. And with just 52 on her back, I think she'll roll forward and and prove hard to catch. It looks to be a nice import in the race with Waller's horse Wine Glass Bay. I thought he was just okay in his latest trial, and I'd want to see him do something here before jumping on, especially at four dollars forty. Probably couldn't take that, but he does look to be a nice horse in the making. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Sabana, and I preface this by saying Green, Green Shadow's the only horse with Saturday form, form in the race, and you know it's probably the strongest form line. But I think this horse is coming through at the right time, and um, there's a bit of timing. The backup, the backup will will be a big plus in my eyes, and I think at, you can you can see that they've opted to go the the harder option, so. Obviously, a bit of um, confidence around the camp. 
Uh, market here in the race tomorrow. Green Shadows is our favourite at $2.80 a favourite at that. Over Samana, who's at four twenty, as much as $6 given about Samana. But that was with Kite Flight, and this will be the one in the race. Uh, with that, it was actually 4.40 into 4.20 when the two scratchings came out. You've got Wineglass Bay, an interesting runner first up, an imported galloper here for Chris Waller on the next line of betting at 4.40. Danish Prince, who runs here at 9.50. Waddy goes at 12 and Summer and Siam at 14. Well, um, if there's any movement off the track, uh, it might be in trouble, Samana, part owned by Dave Warner. Uh, but uh, well, as Chris said, Green Shadows is the only horse with any Saturday form in this. Um, you know, I was very keen on him the day that he was scratched and he went, he was in a 72 that day. It was going to be a, a $6 chance in a 72. Uh, he, he, he went round a week later in a 78 and became a $3.90 chance. So he went to a tougher race and half the odds. He's back to a 72 here with only Saturday form. He'd be very, very hard to beat. I think, I think $2.80 is the absolute minimum you want to be taking about him, but he could become a much shorter price depending on what um, the support for Wineglass Bay is about. Because, you know, Samana, um, you know, one start on the heavy, its first run to race at Musselbrook, it's just gradually crept up in distance. That quick back up here, but, you know, it wasn't the greatest race and it hasn't been in any sort of sensational races by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Green Shadow's definitely hard to beat, but, you know, no spoil at the odds. Boys, the multi's open, $9. We'll cap our um, our legs shortly. But, Munz, you talk about Saturday form. What did you make of the Saturday form in, in race three? Passage Yard has got it, but it's a Gosford Saturday. Uh, yeah, well, uh, what about this? This is, uh, this is the, <laughs> talk, the Talk us through some of those big, big bets too, mate. Well, I knew this would f- fire him up. Yeah, and, and obviously, too, if you want to touch on it as well, you can touch on the fact that, uh, you know, obviously we... We get a bit of social activity when you see, you know, the 40,000 or big bets go on and then others say, well, I can't Oh, yeah, but we don't write those on. bets, Dave. I just make them up. I've got nothing to do on a Wednesday as I'm sitting there, so I just <laughs> thought I'd make some bets up. No, no, but, but if, you want to com- if you want to comment on that, because people would be, like, we do see it all the time on the socials where, you know, some people can't get on for that amount of money, and obviously that's because they're very, very good. And I think that's just the nature of bookmaking in this country, isn't it? Well, it's the nature of bookmaking. It has been the nature of bookmaking, Dave, since they first had bookmakers. Uh, Mm. The majority of bookmakers will bet heads. And if you don't know what that means, you haven't been around the races long enough. But it doesn't matter what you want to back. If you're ahead, you don't get on for as much as, um, you know, Neville Nobody. Mm. And there, there there are some heads that get on for whatever they like. And there are other heads that get on for the absolute minimum because some heads are much more respected than others. And mm. and every bookmaking firm in the country, if you don't think you have a profile as a customer, well, you do. And if you are, as a customer, accepted for any bet that you require, your profile is bet them anything they want. If your profile is smart, you might get... You might get on to win more on a Wednesday than you do on a Saturday, or you might get on to win more um, at Gosford than you do at Kembla because your profile tells you that your your success rate is nowhere near as good at Kembla as it is at Gosford. Just you have a profile Pat... as a customer of a bookmaking organisation. Yeah, just need more Pat Cummings and more George, Josh Hazelwoods. Does anyone well, win at Gosford? 
you might need more, you know, Adam Zampas. Adam um, Zampas, you know, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, if you, you know, get out That's of what I love book. about when the people that are teeing off complaining, they probably got uh, thousands on anyway. Um, what I was going to say, though, with these bets, though, because we do seem to cover it whenever there is a big bet. So, obviously, you're uh, sitting there, Glenn, and you're not just making these up. Someone's had 40 on, and good luck to them. Yeah, someone had someone did a ten thousand on it, and Dave, I, as I said last night on Formline, the amount of money invested on this horse on Wednesday and Thursday was greater than the total amount of the money invested on the Rose Hill meeting win and place. Wow, yep, uh, I like it and you know I, I've been doing this job, Dave, since nineteen ninety nine. And from the moment I started, I've been reporting bets that Tab have taken. Uh, if anyone would like to quote any other betting organisation in the country that continuously reports bets that they actually write, well, you'll be able to fit that on the back of a postage stamp with a paint roller. Mm. Uh, and that's what we've done since day one day. That, that's our business as, a, as, as an organisation, in my opinion, is to inform the people of the sort of bets that we write. Some are large, some are small, some people get on for a lot of money and some people don't. Well, you know what that's called? That's telling you the truth of the business. So That'd tell us about this horse. So the five fifty was the opening price? And what, yeah, what, was five... the, what was the move? Uh, was well uh, was five fifty, Dave. I think the first bet was three hundred and fifty. Then there was three hundred. Then there was twelve hundred, and then they just you know just started loading up. They took four sixty. I think you've uh, no. Uh, they took four eighty, four twenty, four twenty, three eighty, three seventy, three forty, three ten, two ninety, two seventy. It's now a two dollar forty chance. Uh, Passagiata, uh, Narito on the second line of betting at six. The Great Houdini's at six fifty. True Crimes at seven. And ten dollars and longer the rest. Well, um, well, this is the thing, you know. My my absolute, you know, plan is to to bet against horses coming to a, a Saturday race here. But this this is a Saturday race by name only, because um, you know it comes off that. I don't think I've ever seen a weaker race in the history of racing at Gosford. Um, the first starters that started second and third picks both finished distressed. Uh, it did run good time. Um, it's, the thing you're about asked it, like, to take a terrible price here, man. At two forty, well, you, you, you're I mean, asked to just... take a shorter price basically than you were in at Gosford in a, an unraced maiden. Yes. Right. I, I and that... what about a rain-affected track? Mm. Right. One thing too, lot, as well, a... I'd like to know, boys. Um, and I, I, we mentioned this the other day on the Wednesday, Glenn is. Why they opened at five fifty and why they had Narito favourite? That opinion. Well, they think they think Narito, with the fact that it's had four starts, it's won two races, both on rain affected tracks, um, and they were probably banking on the fact we with the with the forecast we may have got a rain affected track on Saturday. Well, at this stage they've been proven correct. Mm. So on Wednesday they've opened Narito four dollars forty and Passagiata at five dollars fifty. They are now $2.40 Passagiata and $6 Narito. I, I can assure you Narito will be going around a winner for them. All right. Uh, so thoughts on the race uh, before we get to that multi, which is open. So, um, in fact, I just want to mention that the multi is open. So you can jump on there now. Um, and Where do you find it, boys? Where do you find it? On the Tab app. Ring up customer service. They'll help you. But um, what do you like in race three, uh, Marlo? Well, Dave... Favourite? Uh, no, I, I've got to go against her. She might well be a pretty good sprinter. Uh, but when we're talking about this race right now, I'm staring at 240, and that doesn't interest me at all. Um, so 
although I think she's pretty pretty fast and could be handy, um, I'd prefer to go with Narito. He uh, he looks a bit of value at six dollars. I like his trial. I like the fact he's first up, fresh at eleven hundred meters. I think he'll show a good turn of foot off a nice speed here. There's a few that'll. Uh, get up there and, and want to go with Passagiata. She'll be too speedy for them early. She will cross, but that'll generate a bit of pace, which will suit Narito because he can pull. So um, I'll go with him, Jet. I think she's the most promising horse at, at Rose Hill on Saturday, Passagiata. I know, I know she didn't beat much in, on debut at, at Gosford and, and she let him up, but I just love the way that she just exploded after Rachel asked her for an effort. She She barely touched her and she just just exploded the line for a soft win and, and it rated well that day at, at Gosford and all her trials in the lead up were really good. She she didn't even get beat there. She won her second by eight lengths, so it it all be on it was on a soft track that day too, so that sort of you can get a guide there and fifty two kilos, you'd think she'd get a chance if she's good enough. She takes on the more experienced horses, but as Monday said, it's it's hardly a Saturday race and most here are in their grade where the shit whereas she's got quite a bit of upside. I thought if you're going to have a look for a bit of value in the race, so I don't mind Espresso. He won a decent race at Canterbury last start and a horse that ran fourth there. Daytona, I probably should have won last week, and I'm still at nightmares about it, but that's something that, that could run a race at about $10. She just goes straight to the front here, and it's whether, whether she's as good as good as her figures say she is. If she, she improves off that run, she wins. That's what it comes down to. I think Marino will be charging home late. I think he might be a pretty nice horse as well. I think he just trained off there at the end of his first prep. He, his first two runs, they were, they look, he looked a really nice horse and then he ran into ran, ran favourite against the Democracy Manifest. Didn't get much luck that day and then just ended up um, was over the top for his last run. So I, I think he can... He can give her give her a race, but she's going to be a long way in front of him coming around, coming to the two hundred. I reckon. Yeah, well, you know, it went up three dollars in the race at Gosford, uh, three dollars ten actually, and was a three dollar chance on the morning of the race at Gosford, and got into as short as two dollars ten. So it may not have looked fantastic in the yard at Gosford because it was two dollars ten to two dollars. The, uh, two dollars ten out to two dollars thirty. No, I was there, Muns. I don't think that was the reason for the drift. Oh, she right paraded right. and looked fine. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, as a as a rule of thumb, I've got to be against it. Where you finish in the race, I'm very interested in True Crime. Once again, uh, win first run at a race on a soft, came to town, placed on a heavy, and uh, went on a one on a heavy, um, absolute bog at Ramwick, and and then just over raced badly, got a number of bumps on different occasions in the Manzois race at Rose Hill. So um, I'll, I'll be coming back towards it. I've got to look for something to play against Passagiata. Yard's going to be very important here because you're looking at True Crime and Narito have both got very, very good wet track form uh, and they're both first up. And uh, rain here, we're now at two mils of rain at Rose Hill since the track was rated this morning. Let's go through the multi, boys. Uh, my leg is Dr. Evil this week. What about you, Jet? I'm with Passagiato, as I said. I think she's the most promising horse in the race and hopefully I can get on the board after letting the punters down last week, even though it should have initially been our master that but we got wallowed there that day, so, yeah. Yeah, you were stiff, mate. Uh, Chris Roots? I'm with Elias. I just think looks the looks the one, and unfortunately I couldn't go for the horse I wanted because Munzee got in before me. 
Oh, well, sorry, Chris, it's work. You know, you were on the blower. You know, the only bloke in the history of the world that does a live radio ad and, and brushes everyone to take another phone call. Yeah, I know. Get paid who was twice. the call? And who was the call, Chris? It's not a rival station. No, Dave. <laughs> Pro shop? No. I reckon it was the better half saying, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. Have you got the dog out of the rain? Yeah. Uh, I'm with Super Pursuit in the last, boys. Uh, I, I just think... Uh, Rain affected track helps, speed on helps. Uh, easier race than is contested. It's two runs back from a spell. Third run back, question marks over the two favourites in front of it, and the race falls away behind it. Okay, boys, uh, let's quickly fly through the punters panel multi, which is already open, and I see there's just a tick over 10,000 that's been taken on it, Glenn, already. Uh, Luke, what's your selection to run top four in that multi? Yeah, we've just been through it, DS. I know you just dropped out there, so um, that's Fantastic. what Munz was just Thank you, rounding off on, brother. But uh, that's all right, mate. I'll, we got you covered. You well, lost the, the, the codec here. The app closed down for you as well, Dave, did it? Yeah, it, uh, I, I lost the codec here, mate. So, um, oh, you're back I, in your usual studio, Dave. Back in the usual studio, mate. Back in uh, just where you are this morning, mate. And can I just say, and there's a couple of texts here. Um, well done, Glenn, because I know you're on um, uh, dog daycare. This is the quietest your pooch has been in a long, long time. So however you've been training it, mate, are you the new Dr. Harry of Sky Racing? I thought Luke was pretty good in his training of his little fella, but, mate, you've done outstanding. No, Dave, I've got the staff here this morning. Uh, Denise, Denise has been looking after it. See, you should have you you just said, yes, mate, I've been training Dave, it, and how good. Dave, tell the truth. You know why you tell the truth all the yes. time? Because you don't have to change your story. Exactly right. Uh, exactly right. So the punters panel multi-open as we speak. Uh, your best bet to the program, Luke? My best. I will nominate DS. What will I give you? I might go, oh, I can't do Frumos, can I? No. I'm going to go with Kalino. <laughs> race 10, number 7. I think he's uh, come back really well, and he'll run a bold race in the last. Passenger is my best bet, and, and best each way, better the Cardinal Snicky Sling. I think she'll, she'll run top three and, and go each way. All right. Uh, what about yours, Chris? Race 10, number nine, Bizarro. I just think it's um, ready to fire first up, and I think you'll see a nice horse going forward. And Glenn? Uh, best bet's the last, Super Pursuit, and right behind it as we get more rain here, Bluff and Bluster. I like it. Yeah, he was right up and about. about we're, bluff and bluster. We're, confused, we're confused the punters in the last. Oh, we what? Yeah, we, <laughs> we've all found a best in the last. I like it. Uh, that's going to be very good Case viewing and good, good testing as well. Texting as well on the, uh, the app. Have a great day, more guys. Like, more like lunch, Marlo. You can pay. Deal. All right. We'll on. get that up on the uh, the Bet Friends as well. Uh, too. Do you want to tell us about best uh, Bet Friends, Luke? Yeah, it's a great new initiative uh, with the Tab app. If you haven't uh, jumped on there and followed Racing HQ, make sure you do. If you're looking for it, just click on Racing on your Tab app, top left-hand corner of the screen. Click on Bets Friends. You can have a look in there. There's a number of groups you can join and follow tips. Um, uh, the Watcher is one. It's already got over a 1,000 uh, people in that group. You can follow Racing HQ. Myself and Dave will post our experts' selections in there most days and anything we've found. We'll throw in there as well. So uh, you'll never miss a winner again, DS. And I believe uh, later in the month, an alert service um, will be integrated into that so that uh, when we post, you will get a notification via the Tab app. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Boys, have a great day. Enjoy your Friday, and let's back to winners tomorrow. See you, boys, and I'll see see you on the Gold Coast. Yep, see you on the GC, Glenn, next, uh, next week.